we sang those words, let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. Did you come rejoicing this morning? I had my homily all prepared this week, and then on Friday night, I watched uh, the Fellowship of the Ring with my friend Father Kyle, and I thought about redoing my entire homily to be about Lord of the Rings and the return of the king and how it's related to Christ the King of the Universe, but I opted not to do that. The homily is not going to be the extended edition. What does it mean to say that Jesus Christ is the king? Jesus often in the Gospels would say, to what shall I liken the kingdom of God? But what we're called to do today is not liken something to the kingdom of God or find images for the kingdom of God. We're called to enter into the fullness of the kingdom of God. St. Augustine said, The mystery of God is not something that can enter into the human heart. The human heart must enter into it. It is so vast and so great that our hearts are too small for this kingdom. Our hearts, the kingdom can't get in. We have to enter the kingdom. So what is that kingdom? What does the fullness of the kingship of Christ look like? To borrow from words that John Paul II used to describe uh, true human love, I want to say that the kingdom of God is three things. Total, faithful, and fruitful. The kingdom of God is total, faithful, and fruitful. So what does it mean to say that the kingdom of God is total? It is to say that Jesus, this king, who comes and reigns for us, who conquers all things so that we can be free, isn't a tyrant. He gave himself fully. Not like a king who just inherits something and can do with their power whatever they want, but who gave himself to the end on the cross, who reshapes our image and our notions of success by showing us that his true kingship looks like that. That our fulfillment and what we're made for is total self-giving love. He asks us, to enter into this kingdom that is not defined by the kind of worldly success or worldly power that we're used to because he's given everything already for us. That's the only thing that makes it possible for us to give ourselves to him. So the kingdom is total. What does it mean to say that the kingdom is faithful? that the king is faithful. Someone brought to my attention this week, I don't know if you're a classical music nerd, you're lucky if you're not, (laughs) but someone brought to my attention this conductor named Carlos Kleiber, who died in the last couple of decades. And I've never heard of Carlos Kleiber, and this person had never heard of Carlos Kleiber. But uh, in a poll a couple of years ago of all of the greatest living conductors, All of these people rated Carlos Kleiber as the greatest conductor of all time. And I thought, why has no one heard of this guy? So I started reading about him. Um, 
as you might suspect, to become the greatest conductor of all time. Carlos Kleiber was really weird. Uh, his name was Carl, and he just decided at some point to change his name to Carlos. Uh, he said that he hated conducting, even though he was the greatest conductor who ever lived. And his friends said that he would only accept conducting gigs when his freezer was empty. <laughs> That's how much he disliked it. But I started watching some videos of him, and he is incredible. Just immensely sensitive and aware of the music and the musicians and the way he conducts. This is part of the European style of conducting. It's different from how American conductors conduct. He conducts a little bit before the beat, so he makes these like tiny gestures, like just minuscule with his hand. But then you hear it a second later reflected throughout the whole orchestra. This is what our king is like. A conductor brings together a group of people and he brings something out of them that they couldn't have on their own, that they couldn't develop just with their own abilities. And when he draws them together, his authority isn't to beat them down. His authority is to draw out something that they didn't even know was there. This is what our God, the king who draws us all together in the church and draws out of us things we ourselves would never expect, does when he is faithful to us. So the kingdom is total. It's faithful. The kingdom is fruitful. What does it mean to say that the kingship of Christ is fruitful? The fruitfulness of the kingship of Christ means that it changes people's lives. We read this gospel today. If you're getting ready for Christmas and for Thanksgiving and you're so happy, this is a weird gospel to read. Jesus being crucified in Luke's gospel between these two thieves. That's why often if you see pictures of the cross outlined against the sky, there are three of them because Christ was crucified with two other people. And there's this good thief who says to Christ, Lord, let me be with you when you come into your kingdom. Some of you who are transplants from downstate or from out of state might know about a hospital in New York City called Calvary Hospital. I worked there uh, on Wednesdays throughout all of one of the years of my seminary formation. And Calvary Hospital is a hospital run by the Archdiocese of New York that treats almost exclusively terminal cancer patients. And when I was working there, there was for a time, I would go to the same floor every week. There was a man I would go and visit. And as I got to know him, I learned his story, and I learned that he loved this passage from Scripture about the good thief and about being told by God, today you will be with me in paradise. This man uh, was involved in a robbery that went badly and got violent. And he was also, because of this robbery, involved in trafficking things across state borders. <coughs> and so for this, he went to prison. And he was, even though he was in this hospital, still on parole. And I wasn't sure, but I thought that uh, there was a wristband that he wore that none of the other patients wore. Because as much as he belonged to this hospital, 
he was still part of the corrections department of the state of New York. And he told me this story about when he was in maximum security prison in Buffalo. And a priest came to say mass there. This priest who he would always talk about was named Father Barone. I don't know anything about Father Barone except this story. And this patient would tell me, Father Barone came to say mass. And he told us one thing. He told me that this good thief on the cross... After his life of theft, before he died, he committed one more act of theft, which was that he stole God's heart while he was on the cross. And this man would always want to talk about Dismas, which is the traditional name for this thief, because this man had, through the kingship of Christ, come to understand that his life was redeemed. That his life was transformed. And this man who was dying of cancer and still part of the correctional facilities of the state of New York, laying in a hospital bed in the Bronx, was so peaceful and so free, able to be himself, to be honest and open. He had asked me, he said, I can never find a medal of St. Dismas. Can you find me a medal? So I had to go poking around online and I found one for him. And I brought it to him. But he would always say the same thing to me when I came to visit him. Because his life had been transformed by the kingship of Christ, by a love for him that was total and faithful and fruitful, he would always say to me, Father, will you give me communion? 